Welcome everyone to Oh Come On Sports! Oh Come On! With Mike and Jesse, it is May 15th, 2019. Uh, this week we're going to be talking NBA playoff thoughts, the Lakers mess, uh, the NBA lottery results, and a possible magnetic rim in Toronto. All these conspiracies in the NBA. Uh, also NHL playoff thoughts, the Oilers hiring Ken Holland as their GM. In NFL, we'll talk Seahawks being classy, the Jets firing their GM and promoting Adam Gase to GM, and we'll do some Vladdy Watch talk. There you go. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at Sporty Rants or on Facebook. Oh, come on, sports! Um, I we missed last week, and it is all my fault. You were. It is all my fault. I had forgotten that I had a previous uh, engagement to be. I've at. been I've been out about like I am, and people are <laughs> clamoring for the podcast. Our our tens of fans are tens coming of- up to me, and they're wondering why aren't we doing the podcast last week? And I had to tell them Jesse was at a concert. Where who'd you go see? I went and saw Thomas Rhett. Yes, with uh, some guy opening for him that I have no clue who he was. We didn't. I didn't care. And it was when we, when we first started this podcast. Me and Jesse are big music fans. When we started the podcast. We were thinking about doing a, a music component to it. And you go to a lot of concerts, so I was gonna, used to. Yes, yeah. not so much now. Well, yeah. yeah, but you've seen some big names. You've seen Paul McCartney to name one. McCartney, Aerosmith twice. Yeah. Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Red Hot Chili Peppers was one of my favorite shows. McCartney is up there. Uh, Incubus was a really good show. I've seen Elton John. There you go. Uh, so, so my Jam. so how was Thomas Rhett? And I, and I want you to rate it. Give me a rating, but I, I don't, don't want you to rate it out. Like I don't want you to rate it against uh, Paul McCartney. I okay. want you to say take like overall value, ticket price, venue, entertainment value. How did he perform? What's your overall rating out of okay. five stars? Okay, so how he performed. Uh, he himself was fine. Mm-hmm. His backing band, though, very good. Nice. Very good. The guys he had with him, uh, he had a horn section with him, a keyboardist. Uh, he had a guitarist, a bassist, and a drummer. They all did really well. I was very impressed by them. Uh, the Saddle Dome was packed. I haven't been to a concert where, where the Saddle Dome was packed in a very long time. I think the last one would have been Red Hot Chili Peppers. Nice. Um, uh... What else did you want me to answer? No, just that. Like, what, okay. what do you think? Like, what's the overall experience? Just give it a rating. Um, Like, the concert itself, like, the music, I would give uh, probably a 7 out of 10. They did really well. More because of the yeah. backing band. Um, the experience. There was a lot of good-looking ladies around. There, there tend to be um, at those concerts. Um, country has a lot of good-looking women that go to their concerts. And I will it, say that. <laughs> <laughs> so that was nice. And that, it's funny too. Like, and you, you, you listen to all types of things. Just because we're from Alberta, we listen to a lot of country as well too. Yes. But, I mean, you, you'll go to a rap concert, heavy metal. Our dads kind of grew up teaching us about rock. Stevie Ray Vaughan. Stevie Ray Dire Vaughan. Straits. Yep. Frank Zappa. That yep. type of thing. Oh, so Frank Zappa. Jesus yeah, yeah. Christ. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I throw that in there with a bit yes. of a wink. We're, we're, uh, we're very much, um, we're jack of all trades when it comes to music we like yeah a little bit of everything there's there's good in everything and there's crap in everything right that's how i feel i agree and one of the things i was thinking too is because the reason i asked you to rank it like that is because you know I've, I've i've seen bands that i've liked that are bigger but one of the favorite concerts i've ever been to is it was just a core blonde concert core blonde is just a kind yes. of an alberta folk yep. country singer and it was at it was at flame central the ticket was twenty dollars yeah i was next to the cart that was serving whiskey yeah 
and we had the perfect seat of him for two and a half hours playing his best songs. Perfect. It, it was the best experience ever. Yeah. It's not as big as someone else. It's not as big as a uh, you know a big name that you see, but it was one of the best experiences. So um, I paid eighty dollars for the ticket. We sat second level, so not great value for what we got. But yeah. he's in the country, he's a big name in, in the country, country world, world right like now. His, so. his new album Life Changes has got like five uh, songs on their top. 100 billboard yeah so he's probably like the biggest thing going so they right have now. to cash in on him exactly. also because they have a high overhead on him they're they're spending a lot to promote this guy so they have to cash in on exactly it exactly um so yeah that was that was good i will be missing another podcast later this year uh on a wednesday because i'm going to the backstreet boys just just to bring the yeah. the range the and, whole thing into perspective. <laughs> and and listen, those tickets were $50, okay? So, fuck, that's value. There's not that's gonna, a value play. There's not going to be value there. <laughs> you wait, you wait. <laughs> Who's opening for them? Is it just I them? I think it's just them. I don't care. I'm just there for the Backstreet Boys okay. and, all, and all the ladies. I want it that way, too. <laughs> there you go. So, but it won't be for a few weeks, okay? We'll still, we'll, we can let the tens of our fans know that I will be here. Well, yeah, let, let them know. I'll do a solo cast and I'll, I'll live tweet the... <laughs> you update me on the concert and I'll do a solo cast and update them as we That's go. That's fair. All right. All right. So for NBA playoff thoughts, I guess the biggest thing up here in Canada is that the Raptors... On a miraculous shot by Kawhi Leonard at the end of Game 7, went through to the Easter Conference Final. And that game was watched by 5.8 million Canadians. Isn't that every Canadian? That's... It can't be much more than that (laughs) around here. That's, uh, what would that be? That's 30, like, that's... I can't remember the percentage I figured out, but that's an awful lot. That's amazing, and it's so funny, because we're in a place here where... It seems like the local media doesn't even think that the Raptors are on the radar yeah, here. It's, you, it's, a, it's an ongoing joke among Calgary Radio that the Raptors aren't on the radar in Calgary. And I think it's a bit ridiculous. It's a, You go west of Ontario, basically, and I think everyone's like that. They just they pretend like it doesn't exist, and, yeah. which is not the case at all. Like It's not the most popular thing, but there are a ton of fans. And the numbers proved it, 5.8 million. That's yeah. an awful lot of people that are watching that game. Well, and also when you have uh, a player like Kawhi, this that he draws attention on his own. People realize the greatness that he's showing right now. Oh my God, he had like one of the worst shooting games. It wasn't a great game for him, Game like, Seven. Like for for efficiency purposes. Yeah. But he just kept on like you know what? he just willed himself to to basically win the game for the Raptors because Kyle Lowry wasn't playing well no. that game. Serge Ibaka played really well. He did. Um, Serge has been huge in these playoffs. Yeah, Marcus Gasol did a great job with Embiid. Yeah. Uh, but he didn't do much on the offensive end. Um, so they really needed Kawhi to be like almost like Superman. I I read a stat that he has the third highest total points in a seven game series in NBA history, and the other two are on are, the list. Or, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Kareem and Michael, Michael Jordan. Yeah, and then LeBron is under him. Yeah, yeah. 
That's and a nice little group to be in. Yeah, exactly. And and you and it was like 262 points in seven games. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was in the 240s, I think, or something like that. Yeah, was, or maybe yeah, Jordan was 262, and yeah, uh, Abdul Jabbar was like 270 or something. But like he's that. basically been averaging almost 40 points a game mm-hmm. in, in the series. And mm-hmm. like you said, you know, however he gets it, game seven, I think even he would say that's not his best game. He hit the game-winning shot, but he took a, sh- a ton of shots right off the bat. His threes were off, and, and all the Raptors players were actually off right off the bat. Their shorts, their shots were short, so no legs. In that first quarter, they were seven for twenty-five in shooting as yeah. a team. Yeah, like that is god awful. It was it was terrible all around. Yeah, um, and then uh, basically it was the shot heard round Canada. <laughs> so many four bounces is basically what four, it amounted four bounces to. yeah, yeah. He, um, he made a shot earlier in the season uh, a game winning shot against I can't even remember who it was right now where he did a similar shot he was a little bit closer in but it was a similar shot and he says he practices it which people were making fun of him for but I mean he, he got the loft on it he gave it the best chance to go in with because, Embiid in his face that was the most impressive part because yeah. They they showed a, a view from from the baseline. Yeah. Uh, cameraman got the shot, and Embiid blocks him out. Yes. Like you can't even see Kawhi. You, I think you can see his hand or something like that. Embiid's right hand was basically touching Kawhi's right palm, but the ball had just been released above that at the yeah. time. Yeah. So it was so close to being blocked, and Kawhi knew he had to get it up high, and that's what he did. And the reason that it went in is because he got it up so high, it gave it enough of a chance to bounce around and go in. But, I mean, maybe there was magnets in it or something. <laughs> yes, that came out of it. That uh, that uh, some people on Reddit... Um, oh, quick sidebar. The Sharks just scored in overtime, but I think it's coming back for a hand pass. I think that's going to come back. Um, some people on Reddit... Uh, turns out that most of them were from the Philly area. Who knew? No way. Um, were claiming that... There is no way the ball would have bounced that way. Uh, it obviously had to have some metal inside the ball, and the the rim was magnetic. Interesting. Yes, and the theory was is that the reason that they turned on because because somebody said like, well, why wouldn't they have the magnetic part on the entire game? And right. you guys shot on it for half the game, and they said they turned it on. Mm. For the final thing, because the league wanted Toronto in, oh. which is absolute junk. If the league wants to fix things, Toronto's not the team that's going in. Yeah, just they, by would, the way. they would prefer to have Philadelphia going exactly, into the next round. especially against Milwaukee, which yeah. is a small market. They oh, yeah. they'll be like, no, we prefer Philly. Yeah, <laughs> so that's just ridiculous. Like, well, just and, then, and then the awful other, takes. The other thing too is if you wanted to change the, I mean, just change it to a ball that doesn't. You don't have to switch sides. Just change it to a ball that doesn't have the metal in the ball. If that's what they're saying, attracts it to the rim. So you wouldn't even have to do that. You could just change the ball out. Oh it's, my god, it's just the dumbest shit I've ever it, heard. None of it makes any sense. No, no, it's just it's sour grapes. They don't like that they lost. It's all salty. It's oh, very it's salty. Very salty. Um, and awful takes. Like when, like you, you sit there and you come up with that. It's it's awful. Well, especially because Philly played a great series. Yeah, it, it was a really competitive series. The Raptors were had their backs against the wall a little bit. There was a few games where they didn't know, but I mean, overall, the Raptors kind of, kind of, they were the better team overall. Yep. But they won they on had, a, on a very lucky play. Nobody would say it's not lucky, but yeah. I mean, if, I, I think that if I, Toronto would have shot like even 
like five percent better that game, they they killed them. Yeah, but neither team shot good in no. the series. Uh, Toronto had uh, very good defense in that game too, which which helped. Uh, their bench disappeared, which they're going to have to fix uh, against Milwaukee. Yeah. Um, which is going to be a heck of a series. They actually just played tonight. They lost one one hundred eight to one hundred, so they're down one nothing to the Bucks. Uh, also, the Sharks, the goal stood. Uh, Jordan Binnington is pissed. Yeah, a lot uh, of St. Louis Blues are pissed. A lot of sticks hitting the glass. Yes, yes. Well, and Petrangelo was following the refs to, to where they go off. So, a lot of angry people. Um, so, the Raptors against the Bucks uh, should be a great series. I think it's going to go seven. Um, they lost the first game. I could see them take... I could see them just, like, trading wins the whole series. I definitely think home court advantage... I mean, like it is in any NBA game. I definitely think... That's going to be advantage in this series. So we'll see. It'd be great if the Raptors could steal one of these games uh, in Milwaukee. But I, I don't expect that. So I think it is going to be a tight series, like you said. Yeah. And then in the West, we got the uh, Warriors versus the Trailblazers. The Warriors are up one Uh And you know, the only story that's come out of that series is who uh, Stephen and um, Seth Curry's parents are going to cheer for. That's, right. that's like the, the narrative throughout yeah. the whole thing. I know. And it's... Is this the first time brothers have played in the... in the? I think in a conference final, yeah. Right, yeah. Like, this is like the latest the rounds have been. And the thing is, the parents are wearing split jerseys. They'll have trailblazers on the front and then the warriors on the back. So, like, what are we doing? They're cheering for both. What is this? They're running out of storylines for, that's exactly for the Golden State Warriors. I yeah. mean, they've been... To, what, what else are you going to say about them? They're one of the best teams... In the last five years in the league, ten years ever. One it's, of the best teams ever. It's so funny because um, in NHL, which we'll get to in a, in a in a couple minutes here, but this the NHL playoffs were crazy. Uh, you had all four division winners out in the first round. Um, and all these underdog teams and not sexy teams are in the conference finals. Besides Boston. I would say Boston's the only one that's yeah, they got are. Like yep. a, a huge following. Yeah. And TV numbers in Canada, which is a we're a hockey nation, are down. There's a cooking show that's outdrawing playoff hockey, um, and it's because of the teams. There, there's no vested interest in what you're watching. The NBA, the Warriors, like what else can you say? They're a super team, but the NBA consistently draws huge numbers because they have super teams. It's kind of how yeah. it's kind of funny how that is, where we're kind of being. Uh, like I, like if you're a hockey fan, you're 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 indoctrinated to believe that everybody's got a choice or everybody's got a chance and and um, parody rules. But that doesn't create engagement, though. No. What creates engagement is a David versus Goliath scenario yes. where David can take him down. Yes. I mean, and that's not to say that the NHL isn't interesting, but it's just it's it's so tight. It's just you can't be engaged for as much. I don't know. Yeah, I'm trying. Yeah. To, I don't know how to say that, but that's... it's it comes down to luck in the NHL a lot of times because teams are so close, and because bounces in the NHL are so. It's just what the puck deflects off of this or that. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's kind of it's kind of sucky because because a good team can can uh, can be ousted because of a bounce. Where in the NBA that doesn't happen. Usually the best teams win. Like they get. They get rewarded for being the best teams. Where in hockey, yeah. it's not necessarily the case. Ball don't lie. 
That's right. The puck that's lies. Right. <laughs> the puck lies. That's right. The ball don't <laughs> lie. Even if it is magnetic and has iron in it or something. Don't lie. Yeah, that would be weird. How I, I don't even know how you would get that in the ball, but whatever. Um, Thanks, Reddit. The NBA lottery was... Was it tonight? It was tonight. No, it was last, it was last, last night. night. Last night. Uh, New Orleans Pelicans won the draft lottery... Sending Knicks fans to cry to their mamas. And the Knicks didn't even get second. They no, got knocked down to they third. They got knocked down to third. Uh, and it sounds like... Well, obviously New Orleans is going to be taking uh, Zion. Yep. And it sounds like Memphis is going to take Ja Morant. Uh, so New York will be the landing spot for RJ Barrett. Unless they try to deal him. Because it still sounds like Anthony Davis wants out. Yeah. Yeah. This hasn't changed anything for Anthony no. Davis uh, as far as Zion Williams goes on. The Williamson. Thing, the thing is, is that so the what's coming out is that New York is going to try to package the the three the number three overall pick to the Pelicans to get Anthony Davis. Hmm. Um, I don't see that happening. I don't think they have the package. Shoot, if so, hold on. I so think, so then New Orleans would have three and one, or what yes. are you talking about? Yeah. What? Yeah, that's the rumor. Yeah, well, because they got to rebuild. Like Anthony Davis is going to leave. Wow. See, so they're, they're, the thinking is, is if let's say New York is able to do that, excuse me, they would have, they would then draft Zion Williamson and R.J. Barrett, who were teammates on Duke. Oh my God! To be teammates on the Pelicans, which is kind of crazy. They should do that. They should. I just don't think they have the assets. I think the Lakers should go and revisit it. Yeah. Right. Uh, you got a new GM there, like David Griffin's a smart man, but you can now you could offer the fourth overall pick, right? With, and I believe that Kyrie Irving's going to end up in LA with the Lakers. I do too. Uh, I think he tried the to be the guy for his team. I don't think he likes it. And then he realized that you. It's that not now, a, now. That's not all it's meant to be. It's not for everybody. Yeah. For some guys, they can be the guy, the alpha. He needs to be on a team with another alpha. Well, he came I, out. And he came out and said this year that he respects LeBron now for what he went through when they were in Cleveland. And I think with New York losing the lottery, there's not a hundred percent guarantee that Kevin Durant is going there. So, I think Kyrie's leaving Boston for sure. So I think Boston's now out of the Anthony Davis sweepstakes because why you'd have to give up too much to get Davis, and you'd be left with nothing. Right, you, where, yeah. where your the closets whole, would be clean. Yes, the whole point of it was that you were going to have Anthony Davis with Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward, and that would work because you have the big, th- their big three. Yeah. But the problem is Kyrie's leaving, so that doesn't make sense anymore. It doesn't make sense anymore. No. So the Lakers, if you're signing Kyrie, why don't you try to trade for Anthony Davis? And there you go, because you you got if you're signing Kyrie, you got to get rid of Lonzo Ball. Uh, you also want to get out of that mess. Fuck, like, his, his dad's nuts. You know. Have you seen the retarded fans? Pardon me for that language. That's frowned upon. But I can't think of a better word. My God, they were brutal. I can't think of a better word for those fans. Are you telling me you did not like the protest of the 50 fans outside of Staples Center where their average age was 20? And so they're saying they should hire LeVar Ball. Yes. Draft the other ball. Yep. Keep the ball they got yep. and just be a ball household. And that's going to win them some championships. That's win them tr- Get the fuck out of here. I, I, there was other takes that were just that were just f- funny as all hell, but the worst take. One of them said, you got you to gotta hire Swaggy P, who's Nick, Nick Young. Nick Young. 
Because he knows everybody. As GM, because he knows everybody and he'll be able to bring guys here. And I'm like, <laughs> I'll be the first to admit, probably hiring Kobe Bryant's uh, agent as your GM was not the best move. Mm. But hiring Swaggy P as your GM is also not a good move. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And on top of that, the Lakers should pro- probably also stop hiring agents to run their freaking organization. Yes. Like, who's Rambus? Isn't he, wasn't he somebody's agent before that? No, no, he was a player. Okay, who's who's Rambus and... Kurt... Kurt- Kurt Rambis, he's yeah. like an he's like an assistant GM or something now. Right, he, he yeah. He was a coach for a time. The Lakers have the problem that the Oilers do. They have an old boys club, and like Fair once enough. a Laker, always a Laker. That's why Magic had a job and all this stuff. Like, yeah. Um, There's so many tweets now because every time Magic Johnson tweets out something about the playoffs, somebody will be like, "This is why he quit the." That's Lakers. why you quit the Lakers. <laughs> I'm like, man, the guy quit the Lakers because he doesn't want the. Sh- the whole shit show, and he's a, already a multi-millionaire. Exactly. Why bother? Uh, the other great take from that Lakers um, air quote um, uh, protest. Yeah. They talk to one guy, and they're like, what is your solution to fixing the Lakers? And he's like, fire the GM, bring in a better GM, and get better players. Wow, buddy. It's brilliant. You're like the analytics that are involved in that answer. Like, why haven't they thought of that? I don't disagree with them. That makes For all that makes a to- total amount of sense. Uh, some of the best uh, troll jobs that a Suns fan showed up eating popcorn just watching it. <laughs> <laughs> so that was really good. I don't then, like the Lakers fans are doing that to themselves. Oh my god! And I know they're not all this dumb. This is yes. this is a small spackle of the fans. It's, a lot of them are very smart. To be quite honest, it's a bunch of twenty-year-old kids. Who made all these dumb trades on NBA 2K and yep. said, how, the, how fucking hard is this? Let's go protest. That, that's so true. The Lakers have a ton of great fans. But yeah, it's a small mi- minority. But they're loud and they're on camera right now. And it just looks terrible. The thing that needs to happen in Lakerland is that Jeannie Buss needs to get the fuck out of the way. She needs to hire an NBA mind as GM or pre- or president of operations or whatever the fuck title you want to give yeah. and then just go away. The owners that meddle, their teams never win because you didn't make your money in basketball. You like in Genie's case, you were born into it. Yeah. But like Jerry Jones uh, with the Cowboys, you were an oil guy. Uh, James Dolan, you were a TV guy. You don't know fucking shit about basketball and football. Yeah. So Hire people that do, and they'll bring you... The Cowboys won because of Jimmy Johnson. Yes. But that's the, that's the hardest... Jerry Jones owned. That's the hardest thing for the ownership is that they have to find the guys that know how to put it together. And then even when you find the guys that know how to put it together, that does not necessarily mean you win because the ball bounces different ways all the time. So that's why sports is such such drama. That's oh, why people are drawn into it like they are. But they, they do it to themselves a lot of times because they're they're so... They can't put their egos aside. I think that's a big problem. Like yeah. they feel like like we got all this money, and, and like we could do it all. And it's like you don't know every you don't know everything about everything. Yeah. Hire the right people. So that's the first thing she needs to go and hire the right person for the job. Uh, Kobe that's Brush- what she thought she did with Magic Johnson because she's like, this is someone I trust. This is somebody I know. Yeah. But Magic wasn't doesn't want that type yeah. of shit. And Magic is <clears> like. <throat> But Magic just wanted to be like what he is for the Dodgers. Just, just like a front a, man. Just a front man. I'll, I'll, I want to be the guy to... that can mingle. I want to be the guy that can talk. Yeah. I want to be the front man for the yeah. whole thing. And he he's great at he that. He doesn't want to do cap restructuring shit. No. He doesn't care about that. And and with sports in the front office now of all sports, it's not just basketball. 
they there has to be an analytic component to it and this requires a bunch of math and shit i don't understand but they 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 have to incorporate that in their matrix yeah um you i think they need to get rid of kobe bryant's ex agent as gm palenka uh, palenka yeah um and and they <laughs> to continue the lakers mess they were it sounded like they're going to hire Ty Lu as uh, as coach um which is surprising because because everyone like as the season ended they said they're not going to talk to Tyron Lue because you know we're not going to do that but then suddenly he's there it's like LeBron's pulling the strings or something well i was going to say Le- LeBron wouldn't LeBron knows about Ty- Tyron Lue so there's no reason yeah. he would he would dispute that or he would say i want him and that's obviously what happened so the other two openings that were filled were the coaches were hired to a four year and a five year contract there was the suns coach and then luke walton to the kings um and they only offered ty, ty lu a three-year deal to tie him to lebron in case the the experiment didn't work so <laughs> lu was kind of insulted by that plus i in and this is the case in all sports. The coach picks his staff. Right. Who he's going to work with. The Lakers are trying to tell him who he was going to work with. They were going to put Jason Kidd on his staff. And he's like, I don't want Jason Kidd. I heard that. They ended up hiring Frank Vogel uh, to a, I think it was a three-year deal again. Yep. Uh, and they put Jason Kidd on the staff, so they got their way. I don't know. I, I don't even... I, I don't Frank mind. Vogel, though, I think is a good coach. I don't mind Frank Vogel at all, actually. And I don't hate Jason Kidd, but the way they handled the Tyron Lou situation was so strange. And I, I understand why he felt disrespected. Yeah. And apparently that's when the Rambus stuff started coming out, is after Tyron Lou left. Apparently that was the Rambus thing. Uh possibly. And Rambus had been has been the coach of the Lakers like two or three times. He's, he's like their fallback guy. Like yeah. if they can't find anybody, ah, Kurt will be the coach. Good shit. Uh and then Bill Simmons reported a rumor that talk stopped. Because Kyrie Irving is going to go to the Lakers and Ty and Kyrie don't like each other. <laughs> because it's high school, Mike. Because it's high school. We I, can't get past things. I've, I've, you know, on the uh, Sporting Rants Twitter aqu- account, I've tweeted this several times. I don't understand what's going on with the Lakers. They are a disaster right now. An they are an absolute disaster. They are TMZ on fire. They used to be one of the most storied franchises in this league. There's no way Kawhi's going there. I'm going to nope. say this on record right now. Kawhi's not going there, it's between, Lakers fans. It's between the Clippers and the Raptors. It is right now. That's it. That's it. That's his only choices. Yeah. He's either going to go home or he's going to stay with the Raptors. And that's why I just commend Masai Ujiri so much because the chance of him coming to Toronto before they traded for him was zero. Yeah. Absolute zero. Yeah. And now I would actually say it's... 40, 50% chance, 1A, 1B type of yep. situation? Yep, for sure. Um, Doesn't mean anything, but we'll see. Exactly. It's, I think it's all going to depend on how far they go. Uh, if You know, if they make the finals. But I think they got to be in, getting close right now. Yeah. To, to making that a real thing. Like, yeah. Kawhi must understand right now what they're going to do with him. I think they did a good thing. like Because a big problem in San Antonio was the way they handled his health. And they kind of cast him as the villain and Toronto made it a point to make sure that he wasn't the villain and that we were we were going to work with you to make you feel comfortable and I think that that goes a long way yeah and, and people making fun of the load management thing they're 
like knock it off. Yeah. It's ridiculous. If if you have a good enough team where you can be second in your conference and you can still make this guy a beast for the playoffs, you should do it. It makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. I personally hate it just because I think the players, if they can play, they should play. But I get it at the same time. No, I get it. it. I yeah, I'm, it makes it makes total sense to me. And also the sports science guy in Toronto. I was wondering about this today because they love Kawhi loves the way he's being handled in Toronto. And I, I can't remember the gentleman's name though. It's uh, he's a he's kind of a renowned sports uh, science guy. Okay, who, who's really doing great things with the Raptors, and he's he's handled Kawhi perfectly. I was kind of wondering. Can Kawhi command? Like, can Kawhi say, "Well, I'm, I want to go to the Clippers, but I want to take this guy with yes, me." Yes, yes. Is he come? Because yeah. I like him, but yeah. I want to go back home. Is he coming with? Because me? I know there would be a restriction if you were the coach or someone like that. But I wonder about a sports science yeah. guy if, That's if there's a restriction. That's there. an interesting wrinkle. Yeah. Um. So yeah, next week it'll be what? Probably four, three or four games into the conference finals. We'll have a pretty good idea. Yeah. The, f- um, the first game was tough. I like the opportunities the Raptors were getting. They're going to get more open shots, but they're going to have to hit them. But uh, Milwaukee's a much... I won't say they're much better than the 76ers, but they're they are a they are a better team than the 76ers. They have a single player that is much, much better than anything the Raptors have faced. Yeah. And he makes everyone around him better. And they're probably a better three-point shooting team, despite J.G. Redick, who's a great three-point shooter. The 76ers didn't have Matt, a lot of that. does he look like a douche, eh? Reddick? Yeah. Yeah, he does. And, and but he, I like him. He's an awesome player. He was a Duke Blue Devil, so it makes sense. Yeah. You know, those Dukies, nobody likes them. He has that look. He's got the slick back hair. He's got yeah. the sleeve. He's got he's, the smirk that yeah, you just want to... Yeah, he's got that sleeve tattoo. Yeah. I'm like, man, you look so douchey. But man, the way he plays basketball, I, I don't I don't think of him as douche because he's, he's no, constantly... No, he's a heck he's, of a player. He's, he's the ultimate team player. I've heard he's a very nice guy too. Like, I'm just saying, like, his look, he looks like a douche. Totally. You know. Totally. So in the NHL playoffs, the Sharks are now up 2-1 over the Blues, and the Bruins are running away with their series against the Hurricanes 3-0. Bruins look good to win the Cup right now, don't they? They they do. But I saw a little uh, a little Twitter thing about it, and, and it makes you think. Uh, the guy said, he's like, so the Islanders swept the Penguins, then the Hurricanes swept the Islanders. Islanders, yeah. The Bruins will sweep the Hurricanes. So does that mean the Bruins are going to get swept in the Cup Final? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, that's crazy. Is it just all in the East? Yeah, it's all in the East. Yeah, no kidding. Um, to be honest, I think Mike and I were just talking off air. We don't really care about the playoffs. I don't know what this is. It's, I, it's I love... what I said in the NBA yep. segment. It's with with the uh, underdogs. It's just like, eh. Yeah. And I love hockey. I'm such a huge hockey fan. But I think the thing is, too... Like, we were talking about it. We're not just going to cheer for a Canadian team. No, no. I mean, I, I, I know that's a big narrative in Canada, but I, I want the Flames to win. And if they're not in it, I'm less interested. But my main question is, what's going on with the product? Why am I more interested now in basketball than I've ever been? And the NHL, I'm much less interested in unless my favorite team is in it. 
it's tough to say too is if the Raptors were out would you be watching basketball like if they lost to the Sixers would you be watching conference final well that's a good that's a good point but I yeah. but I have been watching like I, I did watch the Nuggets Blazers series I thought that was an awesome series I think there's a lot more entertainment value in the NBA right now than yeah. there is in the NHL I find and I also sorry to interrupt you but I also think I should make the point that uh hockey is the least friendly TV sport. Because the puck is small, the uh, the action is fast. That's why that's why football is such a great TV sport because they take breaks in the action and you can slow everything down. Basketball is a lot slower. Hockey, lacrosse, just to do a kind of a comparison, those are hard sports to watch on TV. Unless you're really into it. Yeah. 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 I think my big problem with the hockey playoffs, um, there's been some awful fucking calls. And and there's been some things that are happening that it's just like like what like Gabriel Landeskog uh, takes a goal off the board because he was doing a change but he was offside but he but it's not too many men so he doesn't count towards the too many men rule but he counts as an offside yep. like but I thought he didn't exist at that point right so, so they're contradicting their own points yeah basically. and it's like what the fuck. And then you had the Artemi Panarin goal where it bounced off the fucking netting and came down and he shot it and scored. Like, that should have been dead. And it's just like... If you're going to do replay as much as they do, there's no actual excuse to get it as wrong as they do. Yeah, and I think that's my frustration because I, I feel like it's going to NFL territory where uh, we're in the NFL. I don't I don't know what a catch is anymore. Right. Like, I can't watch right. it and say that was a catch because I have yeah. no fucking clue. Yeah. I, I very much, like... Goalie interference is a big one. I have no clue what the fuck goalie interference is. No, me neither. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Some days it looks like it's going back to the Brett Hall toe in the crease yeah. day. And then other times it looks like you can run them right over. And I think that's my big problem. It kind of, especially the Flames are out. And, and I also have a soft spot for the Penguins because I was a Mario Lemieux fan. Yeah. And they're both out. And it's like, and the and the rules are just like seems so fucked up sometimes. I'm just like I just lost interest and basketball's taking more of my attention. Uh, I tried. I've been trying to catch more Jays games because of Vladdy Guerrero. Yep. Um, there's so we'll talk about that later. But I mean, also I think that's that speaks to the point is that we're also looking for something to gravitate towards to like a superstar. Like Kawhi is a superstar, so that's that's naturally going to take the your NHL attention. does do a piss poor job at building its stars. They try to build as every in the NHL. It's like an old like you don't speak out to be individual. It's all about the team. It's all about the what you have on your chest, right? Right. Where where the NBA does an amazing job at. To be quite honest, like like Cavaliers, who gives a fuck? But you knew who the fuck LeBron was, mm-hmm. and Giannis, yeah. and Curry, yeah. and Harden. Like they're they're one word names. Durant, fucking, you know who Boogie is? Like it's, and that's Boogie, true. Boogie's, well, like, Boogie's not even he's up not in that echelon. But you know who the fuck this guy is, right? Yeah. And they do such a good job of allowing their stars to be themselves yep. and market themselves, and they do a great job at doing it and getting everyone involved and. To be quite honest, the drama in the NBA is 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 second to none. Like it is crazy. Like fucking Kyrie doesn't want Ty Lue doesn't want to go to coach the Lakers because Kyrie's going to be there. Yeah. That is hilarious. You know what also ties into this? There was a report that was put out by a sports media company that said 
NHL players are the least engaged in social media. Yes, because they're not allowed to be. Right. It's against the old boys code. Yep. You're not allowed to, like, you can't say your thoughts. That's why everyone hates P.K. Subban. Yeah, because he speaks out. Because he speaks out. Speaks his mind. They're, they're talking now like Nashville's going to trade him, like he's run his course yeah. in Nashville. Like, okay. And even though I think I hate social media most of the time, am I actually being influenced by the fact that hockey players aren't on social media and basketball and football players are, and now Could I'm be. more engaged with these sports? I would think that is a big thing. Big reason why. By the way, P.K. Subban should be traded to the Vegas Golden Knights. That's a marriage made in heaven, just be by the way. Beautiful, yeah. Uh, and he'd get to play with his brother, too, which would be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, but, like, there you go. So we just talked about the playoffs, and we didn't talk about the playoffs. Uh, you know what the disappointing thing is? Uh, NHL, stop being such stogy, old, cranky men. And this is why. In the NBA, they could wear... Any of their jerseys that they wear throughout the year, they mm-hmm. can wear in the playoffs. As long as it doesn't clash the colors, they can wear it. Nice. It's cool. Yeah. Carolina asked to wear the or 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 fans or or somebody was asking for the Hurricanes to wear the Whalers jerseys against the Bruins because the Whalers and the Bruins had a rivalry in the eighties and the Adam I think it's the Adams division. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, it'd be cool for their Hurricanes home games that they wear the Whalers uniform. Bring it back. Yeah. And the NHL said no because they didn't get permission. <laughs> it's a fucking jersey. Just let them wear the fucking thing. Yeah, it's a, that's a little it's bit... It's so dumb. Well, it just seems like they're favoring on the side of the Bruins. Which, I know that doesn't even make sense, but it seems like they're like, nope, we don't want to give you even the slightest yeah. advantage that may come it's so... from wearing an alternate jersey than you've worn before. It's so, it's so chintzy. It's like, yeah. no, you didn't ask, but but we're asking now. But you didn't ask before. Yeah. Oh, okay. If I could do a Gary Bettman impersonation, I would have, but I, I can't. I can't I can't, I can't get that nasally. <laughs> Even though I think I'm one of the few uh, hockey fans that actually likes Gary Bettman. I, think he's I have a, no problem with Bettman, I, but I, I can't do his voice. I think he's done an awesome job. Um, but uh, the, the Hurricanes are done, uh, I think. Bruins yeah. are going to win that. Uh, they are. The end of the storm surge, it's done, it's over. It's been a fun uh, run for them. Yeah, yeah, heck of a run. Um, it just seems like they ran out of gas. They've been playing playoff hockey for fucking three months now. You know, eventually you run out. And despite the fact they're analytics darlings, they don't really have the stars that you would need. To, no. They don't have a, uh, I mean, not that he's in it anymore, but they don't have a McKinnon, they don't have a Carlson, they don't have a Logan Couture. Yep, it's true. Uh, and then in other news, in, in to our neighbors north of us, the Oilers have hired Ken Holland as the general manager, and he will oversee all hockey operations to report directly to Bob Nicholson. Hitchcock will not return as coach. What are your thoughts? So my main thought on this is how, how, who is Ken Holland as a hockey person right now? Because in Detroit, he was a development person. He's like, we're going to put people in the <clears throat> AHL. We're not going to draft high. We're going to draft low. Because we're winning. Because we're winning. We're going to develop them in the AHL for two to three years, and then we're going to bring them in systematically. I don't think there was a lot of analytics going on at that time. I think they had amazing European scouting and, yep. and Russian scouting, and I think they got some gems. But I want to know what Ken Holland is right now and what he's going to use to make the Oilers better. And that's the question. is is Are they getting the Ken Holland of the 2000s? And... 
here's the thing. Scotty Bowman kind of built that Red Wings team. Like, Holland was there, but Bowman was very much... He was the puppet master. Yes. And not to take away from what Holland did, because he put the scout... He hired the scouts. He did all this stuff. But they went from having a team of Iserman and Fedorov and Paul Coffey and Dominic Hasek and all this shit. And then they had a team of Datsuk and Zetterberg and Lidstrom. Yeah. And then after those three guys retired, they haven't done shit for four seasons. And I guess that's that's almost a compliment to do to them at the same time because they're like, well, you had a, such a great team for, for sure for almost two thirds of the time you were there. But they they haven't made any progress. And I know a rebuild it takes time. Yeah. But you gotta have you gotta have baby steps going forward. You and can't you can't go scorched earth. And they didn't. No. And he's made questionable decisions. Like he went inside Thomas Vanek. Darren, which, yeah, D- Darren Helm wasn't Darren a Helm, great extension. Uh, Justin Ablocator. Right. Uh, Mike Green. Like, you signed guys that aren't yeah. going to help your team going forward. In the in the most recent times, they've definitely overvalued what they've had. And they've been paying, like, a, a Darren Helm. Like, he's kind of a Datsuk or a Zetterberg. Yeah. And it's just, it's not, doesn't and make sense. And the other thing, too, is that for a rebuilding team, they're in cap hell. Which is not where you need to be as a rebuilding team. You need no. to be shedding those contracts to give yourself cap flexibility, and they haven't done it. So, like, my thing is, is that the guy the Oilers want, right? Like, is are they looking at it that, man, like, look what he did with the Red Wings. That's the guy we need. Are, yeah. And are, are they glossing over what has happened the last four years? Yeah. And I feel like they are. Well, and he was, he was also, with, most of the time, the Red Wings were a factor was when there was no salary cap. Yes. As well. Yes. Like, they were paying Brendan Shanahan, Brad Hall, Steve Eisenman, like, you mentioned, yeah. guys you mentioned, Lindstrom, Chelios, blah, 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 blah. On and on, yeah. They had Dominic Hasek and Chris Osgood as their goaltending parent. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty fucking good. Yeah, that was a good team. That that And that's the main thing I'm wondering with Ken Holland. I'm like, I, I understand you probably have the relationships, but what are you doing now in the modern game yeah. that's going to put you above some of the other people that were in contention? I think there's guys that have evolved. I would I would point to a George McPhee in yep. in in, uh, in Las Vegas. Vegas yeah. He's evolved. He's not. He's a part of the old boys club, but he's evolved. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure there's better examples too that I'm not even pointing to. But well, and Vegas did the smart thing too. They uh, so McPhee took a president job. Yeah. And they they promoted uh, Kelly McCrimmon to uh, McCrimmon to uh, to GM to keep him away from the Oilers. Well, I was just going to say why did they promote him at yeah. that time? Yeah. That that's great organizational leadership. Yeah. George McPhee says, "Nope, this is my time to step aside. We'll all yeah. go up to a different role. McCrimmon, you come in here. You're the one who basically created this team anyway." Yep. That's that's Here's just good overall leadership. So, <clears throat> I hope it works out for the Oilers because man, they need they need some kind of good news up there. They do. I just I really have my doubts about it. I don't think he is what he was. I'm scared. And I think they want what he was. And I, I here's the thing. I like Ken Holland. I love what he's done in his career. He, I mean, he's had almost a 30-year career in Detroit. I, I really like him. I'm skeptical of what he's going to do for the Oilers. I, yeah. I really am. I think they needed somebody. I think they needed a Kelly McCrimmon. Yeah. And they didn't get him. And I don't know. Yeah, it's gonna be it's going to be interesting. Uh, in the NFL, I just wanted to touch on 
uh, the Seahawks uh, doing a very classy move this week. Uh, Doug Baldwin, injuries had caught up to him. He was done. Uh, and Cam Chancellor was basically done as of last year. But the Seahawks released them. And this is, this is a big deal because if you retire and you're still employed by the team, yeah. you have to give back your signing bonus. Oh. Right? Because you're not fulfilling the terms of your contract. So I didn't know from that. Your, from, yeah. from the player standpoint. So the, so the team just has chosen to release them. If they release them, the team still has to eat the signing bonus because the team chose to release them. The team knew that these guys were going to retire, but they wanted them to have their signing bonus. That's That was a, I that was that a classy was, move. That was a very classy move by the yeah. Seahawks organization. Top notch. And that's the reason why they keep on getting guys like Ziggy Ansah and these these vets yeah. on one-year, two-year deals because the they treat them well. And that goes a long way. Like, like yeah. most every team can offer you the same amount of money. Mm-hmm. And and there, there's a handful of teams that can help you win, but the way you're treated is a big deal. And the Seahawks have done a very good job. So what does that, that mean for Earl, Earl Thomas then? Did he not have a good relationship with the organization? I'm, assu- I'm assuming because of the way the contract situation went down and that he went public with it, pissed them off. Seems like there was an issue there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the Legion of Boom weren't one to... Uh, like all those members weren't one to mince their words by any means, so I'm, <laughs> I'm sure that didn't help. I'm a big fan of Richard Sherman when he speaks. Now I always think he's, he's really, a smart. I, man. I think he's really on point with a lot of the things he says. Yep, I have time for him to listen to him. Um, so I just wanted to bring that up. I, um, as a society, we focus too much on the negative a lot of times, and yeah. and I think it's a I think it's imperative that we we talk about good things that are going on in the world because. Yeah. And then if the, you just read the, <laughs> you just listen to the news, you just want to fucking claw out your eyes and ears because it's just the worst shit ever. Well, yeah, it's funny. I mean, the, the problem now is that the things that get clicks are the negative things. People oh, yeah. aren't actually clicking on positive listen, things. So uh, Don Henley sings a song, Dirty Laundry. It's what sells. Yeah. You know? Don Hanley, the Eagles. There you go, bringing it back to music, baby. Eagles. That's I would like to go see them. But there, there, yeah, yeah. There's more drummers that write songs than people realize, yep. right? Like, I mean, I'm I'm thinking of two right now, uh, Neil uh, Neil Peart and uh, Don Henley, but two really good ones. Well, you got Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters. There you go. Yeah, thank you. Um, you got Phil Collins from Genesis. There you go. Wrote uh, wrote some songs. Keith Moon. No, I'm just kidding. I uh, he did not. Write <laughs> he, he drank was, a lot of booze and too, he was too busy. the shit out of his set. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was too busy drinking to yeah. <laughs> be, be worried about that shit all right uh, another another band i saw i saw fleetwood mac that was oh without, nice that was without uh, christine mcvee but eh, that yeah was a, yeah it was pretty good the uh, band where the guy sounds like the girl and the guy and the girl yes, sounds like the guy yes. guy as far as their names go i will say stevie nicks she's either on or she's off yeah with her kind of voice yep. and that night she was on That's so good. it was good yeah uh but i've 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 seen uh concert footage when she's off and it's fucking garbage really um that's fair enough anyone can do that too i watched a great someone who i still i mean maybe he's not underrated because a lot of people appreciate him but i tom petty i watched a concert that he did in gainesville florida the other day where he had stevie nicks come out and they did three or four songs together and i just thought it was a great concert every every song was so well written and they're great musicians well he had a hell of a run in the 80s like late 70s early 80s there yeah and i should have looked up his drummer's name i I don't have it in front of me but the drummer from uh the heartbreakers is just such a they like tom petty called him a freight train in the concert and it's so true he's just powering that entire band the whole way through and then and it's amazing too because 
<clears throat> so <clears throat> the drummer's really good, but you listen to the record. Yeah. It doesn't feel like the drummer's driving it. But yes. when you get into a concert, you can tell the drummer's driving everything. It, yeah. It's, he's the centerpiece. He of really is the engine of the whole thing. Yeah. Um, uh, the guy I want to see is Bruno Mars. That's the that's the guy. Oh, really? Yeah. See. Yeah. Because he puts on a Motown-type show. And I would love to see that. He's very talented. Very talented guy. Uh, he's been that, to Calgary before, that's, right? Yeah, but I can only get tickets to see his ass. Yeah. And I didn't want to see his ass. <laughs> so, you know... Um, I think he's the last one I want to see. I'd see the Red Hot Chili Peppers again. That's so interesting. Out of all the shows you've seen, the Red Hot Chili Peppers stands out so much. They were so good. They were so professional, too. And this was after... Motley Crue was the worst show I've ever seen. I've heard that about them sometimes. They're fucking awful. Yeah. Um, especially because they were there with Aerosmith. And Aerosmith uh, opened the show. Very professional. Yes. And As they are. And in this tour, it w- they would rotate. So one night Aerosmith would close, the next night Crew would close. That's right. how it worked. Yeah. That night Crew was closing, and they were fucking awful. Vince Neil kept on yelling to people to stand up and cheer, and it's like people don't want to cheer because you suck. Yeah, I bet you that was weird for them because they probably thought they should be getting the yeah. kind of the closing act yeah, type of no, applause. But the bottom line is you're just not as good as Aerosmith. Yeah. Uh, when I remember hearing about Alice Cooper when he opened for people. When he first started his career, it was a problem for the the act that was supposed to be the headliner yeah. because Alice Cooper was stealing the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, going off, I'm just I'm thinking of all these these bands. Like I saw Eric Clapton. There there was a time there in my twenties yeah. where where I had a run of like eight years where like no kids. Uh, we, my wife and I we were dinks, double income, no kids, <laughs> and uh, and we were going to concert after concert. Cause where did just, you see Eric Clapton at the Dome? Really? Yep. Yep. That was a really... That was impressive. Buddy Guy opened for him. Wow. Yep. One of the best guitar players yes, of all time. that was very good. Um, the crowd did not give a fuck about Eric Clapton, though. They were there for two songs. Really? They were there for... Did you know my... Or do you uh, know my name? No. In uh, Heaven? No, 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 for Clapton. Oh, oh uh, Clapton, Cocaine. Uh, cocaine, uh, You Look Wonderful Tonight, yeah. and Layla. Layla, yeah. That, that's all they were there for. Yeah. Okay, so sorry, three songs. Yeah. That's all they were there for. Yeah. Um... The best show I've seen as a concert was Christina Aguilera. Really? Yes, uh, but because her boobs. Well, I'm also <laughs> I'm also madly in love with her, so there's that. But um, I'm just kidding. I don't want to take away from her singing and her, her expertise. <laughs> oh, she's, she's got pipes. Man. Amazing, but amazing. The every like it's so different than a rock show. Obviously, a pop show is yes. completely different. Yeah. Uh, we went and saw Rush. You've seen them like two or yeah, three times. Yeah, I've seen Rush a lot. I just love the musicianship there. I think they're all phenomenal. Uh, Jesus musicians. Christ! I just uh, Pearl Jam. I saw Three Days Grace. I saw Velvet Revolver. Yeah, you uh, know one of the best concerts I saw was Audio Slave. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. And I, I like the the band separately. Like I, I like uh, Rage Against the Machine. And, and uh, uh, it's escaping me right now. Soundgarden. Soundgarden. Is that you. right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yep. with Chris Cornell. Yeah. Uh, another R.I.P. Yep. I love both those bands separately. But Audio Slave to me, I don't. Super bands normally don't kind of like I. Well, Tom, and Tom Morello, he's a hell of a oh, guitarist. Amazing, amazing. But with Tom Morello's guitar and then uh, Cornell's vocals, I really like them. Uh, yeah, so Velvet Revolver. I saw Wolf Mother. Yeah. They were really good live. Saw them at Mac Hall. 
Uh, that was really cool. See, that's not that's not that's when you're talking value now. That's what I was saying. Yeah, that 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 concert was twenty dollars. Exactly. That was really good and value. If, if you're bringing that up this this much later in your life, that yeah. was value. Yeah, and I'm sure I'm missing guys that I've seen, but I can't remember for the life. You know, the one I regret is that at the Red Hot Chili Peppers show, the Mars Volta opened. Oh yeah. And I didn't know who they were at the time. Mm-hmm. I didn't find out till later. Yeah. And we didn't go for the opening act. Yeah. And I regret that because I was like, I would have loved to see them. Right. Because they're just a jam band. They just, yeah. you know, that would have been pretty cool. And I've seen System of a Down twice. And the first time, uh, Mars Bolta opened for them and I was late to the show. And I didn't know who they were at the time. So I didn't feel like I was missing anything. And everything I've heard since is that I missed the best part of that entire show, which was Mars Volta. I saw Slipknot, like just the, the crazy range. Yeah, uh, were I've you seen, there at that I, show? I wasn't there at that show, but I've seen them before. It was right after they did their London performance, which was really popular. Um, I saw them in Calgary at the Corral. It was an amazing show. Yeah, this one, was it at the, I don't, was it at the Corral? I think it was, was it the Corral or the Dome? I think, I think it was I, the dome. It might have been the big four, the second one you're talking about, too. Wherever I was, I was with, we were with um, uh, our buddies, Mike, yeah. uh, Mario and Adam. Yeah, I remember this. And they tried. They didn't to, make it. They tried to sneak onto the floor through the handicap section. Yeah. And they got caught because they're not handicapped. Because they weren't in a wheelchair. At least they're not physically handicapped. <laughs> they might be mentally. <laughs> and they got kicked out. And they ended up watching the entire concert with Mario's wife. Oh, there you go. That must have been fun for you guys. That was a great time. Oh, man. Um, that shows how much is going on in the NFL, I guess. We just got on a, a music tangent. Uh, the Jets fired their GM. And, and Gase Adam, is taking over. And Adam Gase, the coach they just hired, is taking over. And I guess the big problem was, last week it came out that a report was that Adam Gase and the GM weren't seeing eye to eye. They weren't clicking? Yes. That, that appears to be true. Yes, it appears to be true. And Adam Gase was pissed. <laughs> you guys would say these things about him. Yeah. And I'm sure he had like wide eyed when he said it. Oh my god. And, he uh, seems like a like he's also got he people seems in like his freezer. Nuts. He's got he's buried someone before. And uh and then today uh the GM gets fired and it comes uh, the reports come out that Adam Gase didn't want them to sign Le'Veon Bell. He doesn't think a running back's worth that kind of money. Which probably right. the NFL has kind of gone to. Yeah. Um you know and I didn't understand why Lev Bell chose the Jets. No. Because you look at Adam Gase and what he did for running backs with the Dolphins. Yeah. He didn't do shit. Well, Lev Bell knows this is his last payday. Why the fuck wouldn't you go to the Raiders? They would have thrown money at you. Yeah, that's true. And you, like, Gruden would coach it like it was the fucking 90s. You'd be getting 300 carries a fucking year. He was giving Marshawn Lynch, like an old running back, the ball tons, 15, 18 times a game. So, I don't understand that. And then he also didn't want to sign C.J. Mosley for that big deal. Uh, again, because he's an inside linebacker and they're being kind of phased out of, of who needs the money. Yeah. You know. Different, uh, definitely different philosophies going on yeah. there. Um, so, just to be honest, not uh, not much interesting going on in the NFL. The music talk was more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Flatty hit a home run. Two of them. Not just one. Two. Yeah. That was nice to Got see. Got off the schneid. And I think in our in our chat we were talking about like 
what Vladi had been doing is it, like there was talk of him possibly going being sent back down because it was wasn't yeah. going well. I never believed that. No, no. Well, it had only been fourteen games. That yeah, that was silly. That was premature. But I understand why that came up because he he was off to a slower start. People expected a superstar right off the bat, and it's, that's so tough to pull off. Mike Trout wasn't a superstar. Nope. He came up. He didn't play well. They sent him back down for the rest of the season. And then he came up the next year, and that's when we knew Mike Trout as Mike Trout is. Right. Right? So and, sometimes you just need to get your feet under you. Yeah. Right? And, and that's not even going to happen with Vladdy. He's going to find no. his footing in the majors. They they have to because the Jays have nothing. Yeah. You know? and, and he's already it's, he's starting to do that. We, I brought this up when I initially brought this up to talk about he he did not have this big game and he was kind yeah. of struggling. But the thing I noticed about him is he's hitting the ball hard, and he's he's much better defensively than I expected him to be. I was it's expecting good, a train a good, wreck. It's a good thing the Jays left him down for that defensive seasoning. Hey? Right? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. That was good. That's all. Uh, that's all. Uh, good, Ross, great guess, management there. Man. <laughs> God, they're so smart, those guys. Yeah, but it's, I mean, it's really encouraging. He's hitting the ball as hard. I saw something like the ball came off his bat at 108 miles an hour, and that was better than Jose Batista, all these other guys, like high-end guys. Oh, that, that stat cast uh, exit velocity is a very interesting stat. I yep. looked it up because um, looking up who has the highest uh, of, of, of one hit uh, is Giancarlo Stanton. With 120.6 miles per hour on a single. Wow. Second, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. 118.9 miles per hour. Oh, it was 118. Okay. On a single. The 108 was on a home run, was off the home run. Okay, okay. Yeah. And he also, he had a foul ball that had an exit velocity of over 120 miles per hour. This is all very encouraging. Like, you just think about that. And to be quite honest, he had a foul ball that came off his bat at 120 miles per hour. I hear that, and I'm like, I will never sit in the sides of an MLB stadium ever. I don't need a home run ball. I'll sit at the backstop wow. and stay where I'm safe. Thank you very much. Yeah, how did they ever have those backstops where there wasn't netting exactly. completely surrounding them? Oh, my God. Um, so his stats through 14 games, 235 average, 328 OP, OBP, 392 slugging, 720 OPS, two home runs, two doubles, five RBI. All those have increased recently. It was yeah. much worse than that before. Uh, 12 strikeouts, so not great. Seven uh, walks. But even with the high amount of strikeouts, here's the other thing too. The pitchers have been pitching him incredibly well. Yes. Like so well. If you look at the pitch tracker of the, of the, the strikes he's getting out on, these guys are painting the corners. Uh, people know how good he is, and they are really honing in to face him and well. That, and that's why he's having trouble because because they have the major league pitchers have the talent to do that. Where yeah. in the minors they don't need feast. Right, him. but but he's, he's going to come out of that on the on the, the higher end, and he's going to learn, and he's going to he's going to make them pay for when they miss things. Yeah, right. Jake Odorizzi isn't going to beat him forever. Yep, exactly. What the hell just happened there? He's highlighted somebody lost the ball. <laughs> Pitcher, tr- pitcher trying to throw it to first. Yeah, the, uh, Odorizzi. That was Odorizzi. <laughs> How weird was that? Yeah, that, that's messed up. Um, but going with the Jays themselves, like it's it's kind of mad this season. You know, well, they they lost momentum for me ever since they announced that they're trading Sanchez and Stroman, no matter what. And suddenly Stroman's uh, not pitching as well as he was. Hmm, I yeah. wonder why. 
He could have at least went for a playoff berth this year. Even though I understand New York and Boston are going to be the ones that are there. But just just give us the hope. Yeah, exactly. Hope sells. Hope sells. And, and they, they took it all away. Look at the Raptors right now as we watch the Kawhi Leonard shot again. Hope sells. That's right. Well, but the rim is magnetic, you know. Well, hey, whatever. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay with it. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't give a shit. I don't believe it, but if it is, uh, I'll take it. Uh, I think that's been it for this week. Uh, I do not have a concert next week on the Wednesday, so we'll be good. See you next Wednesday. (laughs) Have a good night, everybody.